Touche. We did it again. Touche. We did it again. It's snowing again. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was beautiful. It was beautiful, but I was like, oh, happy, happy Easter. Didn't it kind of look even he- heavier yes. snow than on the snow days? Yes. <laughs> I opened. I I looked outside and I was like, ogre. Okay. Me too. I was like, he is risen, honey. He is risen and he left his dandruff. I came out and I go, oh. <laughs> um, speaking of he is risen, speaking mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, did you watch Jesus Christ? No, I didn't watch you it. Didn't I ain't got it. no cable. Um, no, it's on. it was on CBS. No, but all I have is Netflix. I understand. And I understand. I, I don't understand. have even just a regular just TV. Just like a TV that you plug in with an antenna. Yeah. I do have that. Yeah. I did. I was in Cruel Intentions, the '90s musical experience. Uh-huh. I came home and I turned on a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend Zachary Grady was doing some Instagram photos from it because he was in the Love audience. It. So I got to look at the set a little bit, and I ca- I caught Jesus. Christ. I caught the Judas. The whole like the whole. Is it the eleven o'clock number, or is it just the end of the show? <laughs> Jesus Christ, superstar. I think you think my knowledge of Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals is I, is more than thicker mine? than than that than it is. Um, <laughs> oh, it probably is more than yours. <laughs> <laughs> it must be more than mine. All I know is Jesus. I, I can't. Like I can't. I just really can't with that musical. Like I really can't. I can't. I can't with the Jesus musicals. There's two of them, you know. There's the coat and the superstar. This is a Godspell. Oh. Well, wait, I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> Any of you that I lost, did you kind of come back a little bit? Did you come back just a little bit? Okay, anyway. I don't know Joseph at all. At all. I do know Jesus Christ Superstar. I know the music and stuff. I know this. I know. Go, 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 go. Do, do, do. Bum, Go, 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 go. Go, 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 Joseph. You know what they say. Shana, na, Joseph. You make us some day. But like, I'll do the lighting for that show. Do you know what I mean? If I can do the lighting for those numbers, I'll be I'll be part of the production. Sans that, I'm out. Sorry, kids. Um, all I know is that the the internet has been saying that the gentleman who played Judas was wonderful, and he's just like a, a Broadway. Kid. I applaud him. Good. I hope his career. But flies. of course he's wonderful. Why else yes. would they cast him unless he was really wonderful? Do you know what now, I mean? Yes, and you know what? You're at like exactly is what I want to say. But I say that because it's right. television, and like no, I know, I, I you know. Listen, we're on the same side. We're on the same side. We're on the same side. But it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's what happens when you cast on talent, not on fame. You got somebody who's really good. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Although I heard that the famous people were good too. Yeah, good for them. Everybody, everybody, good job. I love when it's a good job, right? Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't really like. I don't like to. Anyway, why waste time? It's a waste of money. Speak of hate watching and a waste of money. Mm -hmm. Jimmy and I went and saw Annihilation. Oh. Is it he bad? wanted to go, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Jimmy literally this turned gonna to me. going to be the next Quan company show? Jimmy literally turned to me, and he said, this is Quan. And I said, I already know all the props for this. It is truly, I think Jimmy thought What was, role would you play? Jennifer Jason Lee or Natalie Portman? I mean, I would want to play Jennifer Jason Lee, but Jack Ferber would never let me. Um, I would probably play Pat, Natalie Portman again. But I will say it was so horribly bad. Although, I will say this, and I was shocked, because the one thing that I did like, the one thing, mm-hmm. was this 
mirrored movement that happened at the end with like this alien creature or whatever. I was like, okay, we're also like the music was great at that point. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I just, I only got interested in this film at that one point. And then as the credits were rolling, I saw choreographer Bobby Jean Smith. Bobby Jean Smith is a choreographer. She, or she's a dancer. She's this famous dancer who worked in like Israel for years and years and years. I know this is not what's going on with dance and stuff, but I will just say I saw a documentary, her documentary, Bobby Jean Smith, which was at the Tribeca Film Festival last year. And it was like one of my favorite films. And so that made me go ding, ding, ding. This like choreographer that I really like did, she must have done that moment. I was like, of course she did that moment. That I really liked. But other than that, it was a true waste of cash <laughs> and at the at even the end like some of the music was okay but the end like even like the credits were giving me like a screensaver do you know what i mean like the <laughs> like a mac default screensaver like oh you're you know it's like sleeping the opening credits the, or the closing basically the whole film for me was a screensaver <laughs> was like a default screensaver <laughs> and i was just like this That's like such so a bad. perfect read if you were writing film reviews. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I am looking for work. I'm you can hire me. I'll do it. I'll write it. Go for it. I feel like things just come out of my mouth though. And like if I actually had to sit down and have a deadline, like I don't know. Who knows? I surprise myself, you know? I surprise myself some of these days. Um anyway, you seen anything? Oh, <gasps> We have to talk about something else, but let's. I want. I want you to have your voice a little bit before I continue and just rob this whole podcast. I haven't seen anything because you've been doing your show. Yeah, and Congrats. I joined this thing called Spacious NYC. Who's she? I don't know why I'm giving her a plug. She don't need it from me. But uh-huh. it's this thing where they like take fancy restaurants that only serve dinner. And they let you have like a working space during the day. And so I've been trying to go there and write every day. Wow, what? My friend Abra told me about it. And then Abra, I got who like, we had on this podcast. Exactly. And I got a, ha- a half off um, for a month of it. So I'm just trying it. You May- also they, you also can do it for a free week and you don't even have to give them a credit card. Oh my God. Just if you want to. And there's, this is a brilliant idea. There's what? one in Brooklyn Heights, but they're mainly in Manhattan. This is a brilliant idea. Yeah. And it's money for the restaurants. Right. They just they don't have to serve food or drink. Uh-uh. They just have to like, it's like using their space before. <gasps> uh. And they have like quiet rooms. And uh. Entire restaurants that are just quiet. And then others they have are like, this is the communal working area. This right. Is, this is the one where you can take phone calls. And then this is the one where you're like super quiet. See, sometimes people surprise me and they have the greatest ideas. <clears throat> it's kind of expensive though. Right. Um, well, not if you just do it for a week. Yeah, yeah. And then you use another email and do it for a week. And then you create another email. <laughs> you have to use your cell phone Oops, sorry, number. Sir. You can't. <laughs> they got around you it. You got me. They were like, oh, we know your truck. Well, we, we all know, know Jen is an ex-stealer, so we know. <laughs> we know she will, like, fiend at any little girl thing she can find. Sorry, I'll grow out of this attitude. Um, Well, that is amazing. That is, like... A true doing something. That's a true artist, like, reaching out and finding new creative venues to, like, kick it forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, that's where I was right before right before I came here. Ugh, fantastic. And I went to the one in Union Square. Cork Buzz is the name of the restaurant. Fantastic. And I was doing some writing. Because, you know, I'm writing my cabaret show. You haven't told me this. I'm writing a cabaret show. Okay, let's go. I'm ready. I'm so ready. 
I'll produce it. What do you need? What good is sitting alone in your room? Are you going to sing that at the opening? I, I, I'm sorry. I was just, I'm going to, maybe not that song though. No, no. Like, I, I do know my opening number, but I don't, you know? I do know my opening number. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Will you tell me? I'll tell you off mic. Okay. But my fans, I can't give them away. I, I give it away. I am so excited. So do you, um, so where are you in the process of creating this? So you said you're, you've said to me for a while now that you wanted to have your show uh-huh. or a show or try something out. Right. So now you're beginning it. Uh-huh. Um, so this is, I'm interested in what like the process is. Are you saying like, I'm just starting and I'm putting it out there and giving myself space? Are you giving yourself deadlines? Did well, what you I'm book doing a night? I'm like, saying yes to every like I've I've often gotten asked to do like you know these shows yes. that you do and at UCB like everybody and their mother has one right so I'm just saying yes to every single one that asks me right will you come do a thing or do a number or come right. do my thing absolutely and a lot of times before I'd be like wait well I don't do anything like I don't have an act right. you know I improvise I don't have like a ten minutes so I'm just saying yes to all of them and I'm using each opportunity to craft something so like I just did. This show called Nights of Our Lives, which is a storytelling show, and I told the story that I actually wanted to tell yeah. on um, Offer Only yeah. about my audition. Well, we're gonna do we're gonna do an Offer Only in well, I was gonna say June, but I'll wait till you come back July. <laughs> we'll do it. No, no, no. I need you there. We're gonna do it. The next Offer Only will be mid July. Okay, great. And so then tonight I'm doing this one at Caroline's on Broadway. Great. <laughs> And I just specifically wrote something that would be in my show, that would be a piece of my this show. This is fantastic. Can I also say that Matt Wilkes told me you were, remember that thing? I was like, why am I not in that? It was at the Bell House. And there was oh yeah, about 80 I don't think so, honey. Lost culture. Yeah, and recess. I was like, I want to be in that. And Lost culture. There was fifty. There were fifty. There was 50, people. 50 Literally people. fifty people. That's insane. And that you each had a minute uh-huh. to rant about something. Uh-huh. But by the way, Matt and me and Isaac. We were like the oldest people by far. And I'm like so much older than both of them. I love it. I love it. Everyone else was like, I'm 21. Right. I'm angry. Wow. (laughs) I think that show needs to sort of dial up their numbers because, you know, come on now. No offense if you're 21 and angry. No, I think we were the diversity. We were Mm -hmm. one of the diversity. You were were the diversity, the the elderly. Oh, Todd Um, Buonapane too. I will say, I will say this. Matt told me that you decided to not... You just decided to pick out of a hat and do oh, one, yeah, apropos. Uh-huh. I would want to do that, too. I had one plan, but the person right before me was like, because you do one minute on, on I Don't Think So, honey, yeah. where you just rant against whatever, yeah. and he ranted against people who pick out of the bowl. So, of course, I had to so be like... So amazing. I had That's to great. Because like, he was like, what? Well, this is being recorded. <laughs> it was Todd Bonapani. He was really funny. He was like, this is being recorded. What are we teaching the children that we shouldn't prepare? <laughs> and you were like, I'm going to pick... That's really funny, Jack. And I was so like, you, you think to. I didn't prepare? I spent 15 years in the basement of a Christides. <laughs> yes, and picked it out. Oh, my God. Jack, you're the best. That's so good. And um, Matt told me that yours truly brought the house down. I was like, I am not surprised for it. Suck on Tony. Right. Well, it was also because Todd oh. sort of... You had a cute setup. I mean, like, yeah, it was but, like he bumped. Okay, fair enough, but it takes a little special someone to know a good setup. That's true. Come that's on now. true. That's true. People, we've seen, we we watch people ruin setups all every day on the street. <laughs> I'm seeing just laymen on the street, and I'm like, you just missed that. <laughs> Boy, Do you know that what is I mean? so true. Doesn't it make you crazy? It makes me... <laughs> Crazy. This is another reason why, like, on the subway, like, I just, I'm so distracted in public because most of the time, I'm realizing this now, 
I'm seeing people miss their setups and I'm like, you are truly missing out on your life. <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. That's when I watch improv. I'm always like, oh God, like you're missing. <laughs> oh my, I gotta go up there. Yeah. <laughs> Show. I mean, I feel that way with animals, with dogs on the street and their owners. I'm like, oh, you're missing this kid. <laughs> the I the wish dog I isn't taking Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, honey, that was good. Like, that owner's a mess. You're really missing a moment. Like, pull that leash the other way. Like, wait till that car, that car honks. See, I love it when a dog is with a mess of a person. Oh, God. And the dog is so cute. And you're like, oh, honey, you're giving that person love. Yeah. Or that dog is like, give me the fuck out of this. I don't think any dog is ever like that. You don't know. We don't know. I think there's we some don't cats know like their that. language. I don't I, you're right. Well, you might be right. There might be some cats like that. Who are like, oh, like, God. Whatever. Probably like, if, like can imagine you if you were in a, like, an apartment that where somebody smoked and you were a cat, where that was the only part of your world and they were just like smoking. I honestly. Wouldn't you just be like, oh, God, why? <laughs> I, I never thought about this at all. <laughs> never have I thought about this, but pets. Who have to live in apartments with smokers? I mean, I guess why should we should say children as well? Right. But like, are you? (laughs) (laughs) But like, can you imagine like a bird in a cage? Just like, fuck me, this guy. I'll tell you something, Maya Angelou. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jeff, I'm sweating. That was good. See, See that was, that really was set good. up and I took it. I took it. I took it. That's what you call an intellectual reference. There you go. God <laughs> damn, Jeff. I'm just a really good wingman. I'm a good wingman with Jeff. I love it. I love it. I couldn't I couldn't want to be anything else. We should have a podcast. <laughs> we should have a podcast. Or a talk show, which we are. Yeah. Actually, Jeff and I are going to be well. Spoiler alert. I mean, whatever. We don't know when it's coming out, yeah. but we will say this. I wouldn't announce it just yet. <laughs> okay. Well, just know that we will be on your screens someday. Probably 2019. Probably, right? Oh. Uh, I don't know. We, we truly, we're not that part of it. We don't make those decisions like we make all the other decisions in our lives. We don't make that decision, but we will be. You'll see our faces. I'll have to put on makeup and do my hair and not wear sweatpants. Yeah. Ugh. And I will continue to put on makeup and do my hair and not wear sweatpants. <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Oh, girl. What else? Wait, okay. you were like, I want to say something else. But yeah, I do. I do. I really need to say something about angels in America. Oh, right. I really tried. Oh, yeah. Me. You tried to tell me about this, and I was like, don't. Save it for the mic. You know, I'm going to say it was, it was church. And I say that unironically. I say that because I don't have other words. It was amazing. It was transcendent. And I say that because it's the best play we have. And I don't think that's actually argue. I mean, I think many people would agree that Angels in America Part 1 and 2 is one of the most thoughtful pieces of theater that we have. And um, to see it done to such, and I hate this word, but perfection, just, I mean, Mary, the director, she directed War Horse and Mm -hmm. a bunch of other stuff, but she's just, I mean, I've literally, I, it was so flawless. What's her name? Marianne, we need to look it up. We need to look it up. Not Holt, something with an H. Um, Well, she's a genius. 
I'll say that. She's a goddamn genius. And we were in the theater and during one of the many intermissions. Uh-huh. Or no, maybe it was after um, um, Millennium Approaches ended and we left the theater uh-huh. for dinner. Uh-huh. And I was I saw it, thank God, with Amanda Duarte and my friend Betsy. Love it. And Amanda screamed, a woman directed that! A woman directed this! And I was like, thank you. It was really great. I got to sit with Amanda and it was really, really great. Um, well, she's right. And it should have been, it should have been, it just was, I mean, uh, everything. I, everyone was crying and screaming and gasping. Gasping? Gasping, gasping like, <gasps> like, I'm not kidding. I, 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 it was just, and I've never sat in a theater. First of all, we sat there for seven hours and 45 minutes. That's insane. And. The internet's not working. I'm sorry. It's not. Um, I, I've never sat in a theater where. I think I heard faintly one phone, like faintly real quick, and then it kind of ended. Didn't hear rappers. Didn't hear anything. Oops. Um, I, uh, we're looking up. And now it's working. Okay. Um, I, everyone was sitting there watching the damn show. And I mean paying attention. Everyone. Everyone was like, what is being said to me right now is important, and I have to listen to it. It's like, it was life or death to watch what was happening in front of you. Mm-hmm. I really mean that. I wish I was exaggerating. I, and you I know, <clears throat> I went in very like, ugh, Nathan Lane and Andrew Garfield, here we go. Right, right, right. I really truly did, and I'm going to be honest. And I, Marianne and, Elliott. Yeah, Marianne Elliott, Elliott. Um, I truly was like, ugh. Nathan Lane and Andrew Garfield. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm napping. How am I going to do this for seven, you know, mm-hmm. for eight hours? And um, they were amazing. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, maybe the Andrew Garfield, you know, that part is the most iconic. Right. One of the most, I'll say, one of the most iconic gay characters we have written. Right. If not the right now. Yeah. Um, one. I'll say one. Because someone right now is going, this play. Right. Um. <clears throat> So yeah, maybe it, pro- it, it maybe it probably should have gone to a gay man. Um, you know what I always think about that role too is that they only ca- like the original. Mm-hmm. It was um, Steven Spinella, mm-hmm. not known for being a liquor per no. se. Mm-mm. Like, and the role was written for him because he went mm-hmm. to school with Tony Kushner. No one's been a looker. Andrew Garfield is not a looker. Are you insane? I don't think he's attractive. Oh my god. I, I don't find him personally attractive. Well, that is a weird anomaly of yours, okay? Okay. 90% of the world would call Andrew Garfield, Garfield attractive? attractive. I don't find him particularly attractive. You think if you saw Stephen Sp- I'm sorry, this is just so shocking to me. Like, I'm not saying he, he you know, uh-huh. moves your loins. I'm saying, like, Objectively, by our standards of beauty and culture okay, in yeah. the United States. But wait, what, so how does what you look like, though, go with this Because part? every single re- major revival of this show has cast a really attractive person as prior. Okay. Except for the original. I guess Justin Kirk is not Yeah, Justin Kirk was so in it. He's not. totsy But like... I'm looking up someone right now. But yeah. like um, Christian Borle. Um, yeah. I don't... I just, I just, I guess I just this personally guy, have never... Randy. 
Randy. Who's doing it right, right now. Right, 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 right. I guess I just don't get... I guess I'm just not one to talk about it because I genuinely don't find Andrew Garfield attractive. Like, even really in a kind of way. Like, I, I think Justin Kirk is just along the same lines as Andrew Garfield for me. Anyway, I really don't want to talk about, like, the attractiveness of the part because I don't think... <laughs> well, I did. And I did. I'm And I'm glad <laughs> that's... It, to me, it's just not... It's just not a... It's not a part of it. It moved you. It was great. I just had that one little... Okay. I'm glad... Thank you for adding. That one little thing that thank I wanted to adding. add. But you have shut me down and we will move on. I haven't <laughs> shut you down. I'm just... Try- I'm just... I just... I-, I didn't find anyone's attractiveness or lack of attractiveness to like be anything like of it in mm-hmm. a way. Um, I don't find that in the writing that it's required or not required or anything. Um, anyway, I didn't f- find that as part of it, but... I, so maybe it should have gone to a gay man because, you know, we're, will we ever try to like, you know, cast people in parts who are, you know, if they're gay or they're trans or whatever. Um, and I thought that when I thought that I was like, why is Andrew Garfield doing it? And why isn't a gay man doing it? You know? Um, and that might be true, but I, I would find it very, I would be very, um, Inquisitive of anyone who walked out and was like, well, he's not gay. And had nothing to say about his actual performance, which was very good. It was very, very good. We all were just like, wow. It was great. He was really, really great. And I was just, I was moved. I was moved. And I just, I bought merch. I mean, Aunt Amanda and I were like, are we buying merch? We're buying merch. And I got a t-shirt. I mean, it's been $40 on a t-shirt. Who has money? $40 on a t-shirt and a mug. And Betsy bought me a mug. I mean, I walked out with merch. It's great. I wish everyone, I wish everyone to see Angels in America. And I don't think it's, I think it's only like running for a certain amount of time. July 1st. Now, why would they not keep it running, I wonder? Do you know why? Because it's like celebrities and that's how they do this. But they wouldn't just put someone else in the part and keep the production running? Do you know what I mean? But that's just not how these... That's not the that's economic not setup for these play- types Ugh, of plays. Well, it was good. And that set... Ugh. Anyway, I was so... It was great. I'm so happy I saw it. I hope everyone gets to see it because it's truly wonderful. Truly wonderful. Nathan Lane is gay. Nathan Lane is gay and so is Lee Pace. Lee Pace is gay? Lee Pace is gay. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was like dating James Clary for like years. Wow. Yeah. Did I get that right? Uh-oh. I don't know. What if like James Clary is listening to this and is like, <laughs> bitch, I never dated him. Or he'd probably be like, touche, cute, I guess I did. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, God. Well, he's like, I'm not out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wait, am I getting anything wrong right now? I don't know. Shit. Lee Pace is gay. Yeah. Lee Pace played... He was in a film where he played a transsexual, too. I didn't see it, though. Oh, yeah. He, that, that was... Um, Did you see it? Yeah, Soldier Girl. Which, by the way, I, I just assumed he was straight playing that. But, um, no, Lee's gay. It was the real story of um, Calpurnia Adams. Yes. Yep. It says they were dating. Maybe they okay, still good. are. I don't think they are. No. Well, either way. Each on your, No, but yeah, Lee's gay. He was great. Everyone was great. Oh, I just loved it. This is I such a weird website. It compares couples, gives you their height and their what? size what is and this? their hair color and stuff. What is this? No. Yeah. 
What is Wait, this? was that Was that a buzzer? Was that That her? might not be. You tell them about the website as I go check and make sure. Well, there's this website this called website. Who Dated Who. <laughs> and what? people and um, says things about who dated who, including like, oh, when they first got together, 2002, when they broke up, 2005, their age at the beginning of the relationship, 22 and 32 in this particular one, and their heights and signs and hair color, eye color, and nationalities. Their nationalities? Yeah. Jenna's walking around. I wonder if this is even slightly exciting to the listener to just hear someone pacing about while I describe a website that you can't see. Is that sort of disappointing? It was one of those things where the buzzer went off and I didn't, the buzzer went off and I didn't know if it was our next guest who would be very early or if it was FedEx delivering to me my new case for my computer because I had to buy a computer. Jen bought a computer. I bought a computer. The hardest, the uh, the thing about having to get a new computer when you're old one, you know, was like pedaling. It was like pedaling a computer. Was I had to, you know, get everything off it and put it on a hard drive. So the pictures, I have like 3,500 pictures. Mm. And how does one go through that? Or how do you begin just someone who likes to throw things away? would think that I would love to go through that hard drive and just start deleting pictures. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't do it. It's too many pictures. Bird by bird. No, no. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Ooh, Marie Kondo right now is shaking I know. Her she's head. shaking in her grave. She's, she's like, clicking I, her tongue. She's like, I can only teach them so much. I can only get them so far. I can't get them any farther than that. I can't get them to go through their hard drives. Wait, did you say she's shaking in her grave? Boots? Yeah, she's not dead, is she? You know what? I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. Oh, Jesus. Um, so what's next? What's going on? What's going on with you? What do you mean, what's next? Well, you finished Bright Colors and Bold Patterns. Yes. You're writing. Now, did we say we never got to your oh, he's, plan? He's bisexual. Who's bisexual? Lee Pace. He also dated Anna Friel, his co-star. Okay. Get it. And now he's dating Laura Donnelly. Well, there you go. He's bisexual. Yeah. And he dated Jason Moore, director of Avenue Q. Mm-hmm. I did know that. Too. And Carter Smith. Carter Smith was after Anna Friel and before Laura Donnelly. Who's Carter Smith? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I don't have anything next. This is the life of an actor. I ended my play, and now I don't have anything else. And you're... But you're writing your show. But I was asking you about, I don't know how we got off, but I was asking you about the process. When you were saying, oh, I'm doing other people's shows and trying out bits mm-hmm. of material. Uh-huh. So then are you, are, did you give yourself a date? No. Did you give, so it's just sort of like I'm compiling. I'm going to compile and see where it goes. Yeah. I need to also get a music director. Oh, it's a musical? Well, it's a cabaret show, I girl. I can't wait. I can't wait. You can't be having can't a cabaret wait. show with no music. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd play a track. I'd be like, hit the track. <laughs> I'd be like, hit the track. <laughs> hit the track? Yeah, hit the track. No. I know. It's 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 a true... I'm a true museum piece. I'm not really a cabaret act. I'm a true, like, basement museum piece. I would say you're definitely a downtown artist. Yeah. As I, opposed to a... 
I don't know. There's something so dreamy to me about like the basement of a museum. No, so you want to be the basement so of a museum. so dreamy about it. Yeah, I love it. But what it. you're really saying is you want to be in the basement of the new museum. Oh, I love that. But like, <laughs> that's the museum that has a performance space in the basement. Does right? it, well, well, I guess MoMA doesn't have a performance space in the basement. It's cinema. <laughs> it's yeah, like, you could do it at the movie theater. I would love to do it at the movie theater at MoMA. <laughs> On the stage, the little stage where yeah, the curtain It's tiny, though. You wouldn't have a lot of room. I'll figure it out. Good. Boundaries. Good. Good. It'll, it'll, it'll knock it down to what I'm able to do and able to bring. I do like a parameter. Right? A good parameter. Yeah. Oh, queen. Um, it's good. Wait, what's good? Dreaming. <laughs> oh, my God. What does that Dreaming. mean? Okay. What's I, next for you? I find that I'm, I find dreaming, I find that I'm dreaming all the time. And half of the time that's my problem. And the other the half of the time that's like, oh, well, that's why you do what you do. I'm just saying I truly have like, I truly have a brain of a child. And that's just what it is. Or what you, we aren't think you of secretly proud of that? I don't know if I'm proud of it. I guess I'm sort of like, we should keep her. I'm a little bit more like, don't let her go. Let's keep her. But also there's sometimes where I'm like, am I behind because I fantasize too much? Um. Like the fantasies are sometimes like, Jen, like, come on now, girl. Right. Some, or, or, I, I da- or maybe it's daydream. Or maybe like I'm, I'm, I'm daydreaming too much. Hmm. And that's wasting time. Whatever. I, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I truly am just stretching. Oh, well, wait. You yes. asked me what, what's next for me. What's next for you? I am going to Princeton, New Jersey on Friday, on Thursday night. And I'm going to do Turning Off the Morning News, which is the new Christopher Durang play. At the what theater the in New M- Jersey? The Carter Theater. What? And I'm super excited. Glamorous. Have you ever been there? No. Me neither. So now listen, that means, dear dear listeners, we might have to... We might be taking a slight hiatus. Yes. Uh, while Jen becomes a working actor. Um, I, I have a job and I'm very thrilled about it. The seal w- had been broken by Blacklist, <laughs> which will be on... Oh, this is Wednesday? If you tune in to Blacklist tonight at um, 8 p.m., you will see my ponytail do a drive-by with an FBI on the back of my like jumpsuit in an automotive forensic institute as I do a scene with my friend Amir. Now, don't go to the bathroom because you'll miss me. <laughs> but I'm going to spit some dialogue at you and then relieve. Amazing. I saw a promo shot for it that was the back of, you know, it was the, the two actors in the back of my, my ponytail. And I was like, I secretly kind of hope they don't ever turn around on me because I kind of love the idea of a clip of just the back of my head, which is really funny to me, which is actually in my reel. I have a a clip of me just with Sam Rockwell and Olivia Wilde, and it's just the back of my head because I think that's funny. (laughs) Now, Um, talk about things that might... (laughs) 
hold you back. Yeah, talk about things that might hold me back. I'm sorry. It's just funny. It just makes me laugh. It's just funny. It just makes me laugh. So that uh, if you watch Blacklist, which I've never watched Blacklist, have you? No. My mother loves it. My mother used to watch it, and she got really stressed about it. Oh, God. She said... It's she stressful. She said it was very stressful. But oh, she Jesus. also gets stressed quite easily. Oh, Jesus. Well, that's done. My entertainment. That will be on tonight at 8, if you want to watch it. She would be like, well, that. I'm just trying to get through these Blacklist episodes <laughs> on my DVR, but they're stressing me out. <laughs> that's sweet. Oh, my God. Um... Yeah, I'm really excited to go do the show. An original Durang play. An You're original originating Durang a role play. in a Christopher Durang play. Yeah, I am. And when I got the email, I cried. <laughs> when I got the email that I was given that with the offer for the part, I cried. Mm-hmm. Because, mostly because I, and I got it a while ago too. So I hadn't had any work for a long time. And so I was very excited about that. Besides Christmas on the Rocks, but um, I was very excited about that and to uh, to get to do a play by, I mean, my favorite playwright. I don't know what else to say. And you're doing two by him this. And summer. then ironically, I'm doing the Sister Mary Ignatius and the Actors Nightmare, which are two one acts together in one night at. Berkshire Theater Festival in August, which is just, I, I, you know, just coincidence, coincidence that that came up. But um, so hopefully it'll just be a Durang year. Oh. I could, I mean, I could die. I mean, I guess they're supposed to. They want to move it to New York, to the Vineyard in the fall. But you know, nothing happens until it's actually happening, right. and that doesn't mean that I would be going with right. it. But I'm like, oh, come on, come on. Um. I'm just so excited. Which is so much of what an actor does. Yes, of course. It's like, all right, well then, in theory, then it would be going to Broadway at this time, so would I be free? I would right. be free. Yeah. And so as long as everything works out perfectly, and it's a yes. good script, and it's a perfect thing, and, yeah, and it's critics like it, right, and the right. things, then I could actually technically be on Broadway in nine to 12 months. No, you are absolutely <laughs> right. You are absolutely right. It's the thing where this production is starting at the McCarter, just like... Uh, Vanya Sonia Masha and Spike did mm-hmm. and then it's supposed to go to the Vineyard just like that did and um, that's the whole like trajectory that mm-hmm. they're using I think it's a co-production with the Vineyard I don't really know um, but that was what was presented to me from email one mm-hmm. and um, but that doesn't mean that you know it happens and that doesn't mean you go with it and stuff but exactly that how your how my mind is sort of like so if it moves to the vineyard in the fall, then, oh, my God, I could be doing Durang starting from, like, this Friday till, like, Christmas. Mm. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy about it. I, I, it's that thing where I'm so excited about it. I, I've put it up on such a pedestal right. <laughs> that, like, I'm going to get there and it's like going to be like, girl, are you just in New Jersey doing regional theater, honey? Calm down. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm just going to go to some, like, regional housing. You right, know what but, I mean? But regional theater, when you're doing an original show, is, is not yeah, the same. It, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's not the same. You're right. And I'm, I'm so I'm. And that so doesn't excited. necessarily mean that it's always it's better. No. Because <laughs> it's also like the show isn't ironed out yet. Right, you know? right. You're exactly, there to do the ironing. Exactly. And exactly. sometimes sometimes the wrinkle affects your part. <laughs> exactly. Or, or like then all of a sudden your part isn't. It moves a part. In, a, a part. And all of a sudden you, you don't have your part anymore. Or the play moves, but we're not really using your character. 
sure. You know, like, so mm-hmm. who knows? But I definitely, I'm, I've been so excited. I, it's, I, I just, I've never felt so, I mean, I felt this excited, like doing silence. Well, I felt a little more excited doing silence. Let's be honest. Right, we right, waited right. a good, like half a decade or more before we got that together. Right. But, um, I'm, I'm just so excited and I'm so nervous. I'm nervous that I'm going to, do you know how, when you're around someone who's like, you know, a director or a fellow actor or a, someone who's working with you and you really like them. <laughs> and then sometimes I feel like I'm out of my body watching myself behave around that. I'm like, Jen, get it together. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I feel a little bit that way around him because mm. I idolize him. Right. Because his work, every like sentence he writes just sits inside of my being and soul in a way where I'm like, oh my God, I love it. Really? It's so I love Durang. I love it. I think it's so silly and so smart and so dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love his themes and I'm just, I love it. So then when I'm around him, I'm kind of like, hey. <laughs> 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 Poor him. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. All right. So I look forward to it. But he likes you too, obviously. I guess. Yeah. I mean, y- yeah. I mean, unless... You know, the director had all the say, which I doubt in casting. Can you imagine if he's like, but I hate her. And she's like, well, too bad, Christopher Durang. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? He doesn't like me. They're like, well, too bad. Because we're casting whoever we want to play. So we don't isn't care what you think. Could you imagine? Fear, isn't the greater fear less that they hate you and more that, I mean, not Christopher Durang or you specifically, just but just Pete, one right. and one. Like, isn't the greater fear not that they hate you, but they're like, eh. I care nothing about them. <laughs> like, at least or if they hated you, they'd be like... They feel something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You mean just indifference? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess indifference. Yeah, indifference. Huh. Yeah. Because I don't think people, like... Do people hate? Yeah, people do. People mm-hmm. hate. You're right. People hate. But well, whenever you hate someone, it's that old saying, you know, if you spot it, you got it. It's like, yeah. you hate them because it's something that reminds you about you or, or someone who you right. like or right. someone who you hate. <laughs> right. So maybe there's still talent there or something. Like, right. you might hate them as a person, but maybe they're, like, really, really talented. That's interesting. Yeah, indifference is interesting. Yeah. If someone was like, eh, they were all right. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, I don't feel like you'd get invited back to a party. No. In fact, the story I'm telling tonight is about how I got fired from can you tell us from bright star can you tell us a little bit and about i think it? it was about like just mm. indifference i mean because the role was nothing bright star so why wouldn't they take me <laughs> right and bright star was at the la jolla playhouse when you uh, did it old globe it was at the old globe and it was the steve martin play right and what's her name edie brickell are they dating or married no why would i think that she's married to paul simon oh and he's <laughs> married to this like Younger woman who's like a writer for the New Yorker and like super smart and really interesting. Okay, is Paul Simon not? I just like that. No. Fair I just like that. Well, I just I didn't. I felt bad being like he's married to a, a right. normal woman because she's like so not. Normal. Right, 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 right. <laughs> she's right. like a fascinating human being. Right, right, right. I don't know Whose why name I thought I that. Can't really remember right now. I don't know why I thought that. Um, but so then what happened? Well. They went to the Kennedy Center instead of directly to Broadway, and they, went, they asked 
my availability. And I said, well, I'd really like to get out for this um, vacation with my family the week of Thanksgiving. And my agent was like, actually, I'm looking here, and that's the week of tech. Mm-hmm. So they probably won't. And I was like, all right, we'll just ask them. And then if if um, if they can't, then I'll, I'll still do it. And then they just never called my agent back. Oh, man. <laughs> and, uh, but I think, like, I mean, I... My agent, I know my agent was not being like, it's a firm no unless you let him out for this week, you know. I, so I think they were just not right, 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 right. Meaning, say, you're saying like me asking for something didn't didn't no. make my chance. I don't think it had anything no, to do no, with no. that. Did they? Other than they cut the part, or they cast someone else? They cast somebody else. I mean, but then. My big thing about it that I missed so much was that they got to perform on the Tony Awards, and I just would love to perform on oh, the Tony Awards. Oh, right. But it was the year of the Tony Awards where they did it at the Beacon, not at Radio City. Oh. And, so there were, and it was also like the year of Hamilton, so of course like everything was about Hamilton, not, nothing right. was about any other show. And they were doing that ham for ham thing, you know, where they would like, yeah, I don't... for the people who, uh, they, were, they would like go outside of the theater at Hamilton, and like Lynn Manuel Miranda would do a little number for the people who were waiting for rush tickets who couldn't yeah. get in, right? So they wanted to kind of do that for the Tony Awards. So, right, but right, also there right, just weren't right. enough seats at the Beacon, so people were outside. <laughs> and there. so the only part that the guy who played my role or whatever was—it's his role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, did. Yeah, was he was like outside, like on Seventy Third Street, like singing a song. He was doing this weird side step, side step. Motion. Yeah, and um, and I thought, well, good. I'm glad that wasn't my first Tony Awards experience. Right, right. Interesting. I'd like to sing on the stage, not on 73rd Street. Right. Interesting. Interesting. What did what was Bright Star nominated for? I think it was maybe even Best Original Musical. Oh, okay. And definitely the lead woman was nominated for Best Actress. Okay. She's really good, Carmen Cusack. But in the end, my point is, in the end. My mom was dying and I got to spend a lot more time yeah. with her because yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do that doing eight shows a week. Well then, I'm, I mean, good. Yeah. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Do you, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Do I want to talk about the heresy of casting only attractive people in the role of prior in Angels in America? No, not really. <laughs> Are you sure? Because you seem like you want to. I just don't... I think it's interesting. Okay. You can keep talking about it. <laughs> I think he's probably really great. I actually think Andrew Garfield's a really good actor. He's great in it. I think it's crazy you don't think he's attractive. But... I just don't. I even kind of think Justin Kirk is attractive. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just think it's interesting that that's what they do now. Because Steven Spinella is like... Nebbish and... Mm-hmm. Kind of gawky. Well... And he has that very nasally voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's very... He's he's a character actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting that they cast leading men for that role. I mean, he's the leading man. Yeah. He is. He is. I loved it. I hope everyone sees it. Oh, that's our guest. Let's go get her. All right. Touche. Touche. See you next week. But I am I am just going to stand by. I think it's unusual. <laughs> I 
think Jen's actually having a moment where she's like, I just really love this show. I, I don't want to shit on it. And I get that. I really do. Anyway, she's buzzing in our guest, who you'll hear about next Wednesday on Touche.